You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. Sir Waymar Royce was the youngest son of an ancient house with too many heirs. He was a handsome youth of eighteen, grey-eyed and graceful and slender as a knife. Mounted on his huge black destrier, the knight towered above Will and Garrett on their smaller garrons. He wore black leather boots, black woolen pants, black moleskin gloves, and a fine supple coat of gleaming black ringmail over layers of black wool and boiled leather. Sir Waymar had been a sworn brother of the Night's Watch for less than half a year, but no one could say he was not prepared for his vacation, at least in so far as his wardrobe was concerned. His cloak was his crowning glory, sable, thick, and black, and soft as sin. Bet he killed them all himself, he did, Garrett told the barracks over wine. Twisted the little heads off, our mighty warrior. They had all shared a laugh. It is hard to take orders from a man you laughed at in your cups, Will reflected as he sat shivering atop his garron. Garrett must have felt the same. Mormont said, we shall track them, and we did, Garrett said. They're dead. They shan't trouble us no more. There's hard riding before us. I don't like this weather. If it snows, we could be a fortnight getting back, and snow's the best we can hope for. Ever seen an ice storm, my lord? The lordlings seemed not to hear him. He started the deepening twilight in that half-bored, half-distracted way he had. Will had ridden with the knight long enough to understand that it was best not to interrupt him when he looked like that. Uh, tell me again what you saw, Will. All the details. Leave nothing out. Will had been a hunter before he joined the Night's Watch. Well, a poacher, in truth. Malister Freeriders had caught him red-handed in the Malister's own wood, skinning one of the Malister's own bucks, and it had been a choice of putting on the black or losing a hand. No one could move through the woods as silent as Will, and it had not taken the Black Brothers long to discover his talent. The camp is two miles further on, over that ridge, hard beside a stream, Will said. I got close as I dared. There's eight of them, men and women both, no children I could see. They put up a lean-to against the rock. The snow has pretty well covered it now, but I could still make it out. No fire burning, but the fire pit was still plain as day. No one moving. I watched a long time. No living man ever lay so still. Did you see any blood? Well, no, Will admitted. Did you see any weapons? Some swords, a few bows. One man had an axe, heavy-looking, double-bladed, a cruel piece of iron. It was on the ground beside him, right by his hand. Did you make note of the position of the bodies? Will shrugged. A couple are sitting up against the rock, most of them on the ground, fallen-like. Or sleeping, Royce suggested. Fallen, Will insisted. There's one woman up an ironwood, half hid in the branches. A far eyes. He smiled thinly. I took care she never saw me. When I got closer, I saw that she wasn't moving neither. Despite himself, he shivered. You have a chill? Royce asked. Some, Will muttered. The wind, my lord. The young knight turned back to his grizzled man of arms. Frost-fallen leaves whispered past them, and Royce's destrier moved restlessly. What do you think might have killed these men, Garrett? Sir Waymar asked casually, 
he adjusted the drape of his long sable cloak. It was a cold, Garrett said, with iron certainty. I saw men freeze last winter, and the one before, when I was half a boy. Everyone talks about snows forty feet deep, and how the ice wind comes howling out of the north. But the real enemy is the cold. It steals up on you quieter than will, and at first you shiver and your teeth chatter, and you stamp your feet and dream of mulled wine and nice hot fires. It burns, it does. Nothing burns like the cold, but only for a while. Then it gets inside you and starts to fill you up, and after a while you don't have the strength to fight it. It's easier just to sit down or go to sleep. They say you don't feel any pain toward the end. First you go weak and drowsy, and everything starts to fade, and then it's like sinking into a sea of warm milk, peaceful-like. 